0: I'm your host, Dr. Ned Hoke, a veteran in natural methods healthcare, speaking with you today from Sonoma Valley, California, for an hour of health topic digestion and discussion. Please stay with us. And welcome back to Health Matters. Thanks for joining us again this day. This rainy day in Sonoma, California, we're grateful for that. Even though it's a little gray, our spirits are high. Uh, we have a interesting program today. But we hope for those of you who are regular Health Matters listeners, you heard last week that we we'll t- today we're going to be talking to Michael J. Gelb, the <clears throat> the author of a book called Brain Power: Improve Your Mind as You Age. We're hearing and reading a lot about brain science these days. It's, it's as if a large generation of people are all at once find, finding themselves and feeling the men, many terrors of decline and, and mental and physical, and they are looking for some good news. And so we'll be talking about some of that good news today. Our announcements will do uh, for a moment. We just actually have one today. Doug O'Brien of the Sonoma Ayurvedic Wellness Center is are doing three uh, one-hour free presentations on Ayurveda, which is the classical Indian um, method of healing. Douglas O'Brien is a holistic medical practice here in Sonoma at the Yoga Community. He uh, gives, gives these three talks. Uh, he'll introduce you to Ayurvedic principles and discuss keys to proper digestion, elimination, diet, eating habits, and how Ayurveda is used to treat disease. Douglas is ch- uh, trained in both Ayurveda and Western medicine, is practicing as a physician's assistant, and also Ayurvedic clinical specialist for the last 16 years. For more information, uh, you can call uh, Yoga Community at 935-8600. Their address is 577 577- Fifth Street West, there talks, the one is tonight at 229 at 7 to 8 p.m., and then there's another one upcoming Saturday, uh, 1230 to 130, and another one next Wednesday at 7, also 7 to 8 p.m. Again, Douglas O'Brien, the free Ayurvedic lecture at the Sonoma um, Yoga Community um, at the West Plaza Center at 935-8600 for more information. So, uh, Michael Gelb will be with us here shortly, we hope. Um <clears throat> so the or the AARP magazine in the February February the fe, <laughs> Freudian slip maybe uh February uh, and March uh 2012 edition offers a lead article on age proofing your brain 10 easy ways to stay sharp forever Now there's a promise um every time we tune in turn around open publications we're assaulted with these promises is this the next commercially-oriented uh, created fad for worried seniors and the soon-to-be? Or is it truly something alive and healthy and and healthy and healthy well? And should we know about it? Uh, today we'll be joined by Michael Gelb, one of the experienced advocates of mind support and renewal. His book, uh, Brain Power, uh, How to Improve Your Mind as You Age, uh, will be with us, as I say, shortly, another about four or five minutes. But before we, before we get to Michael Gelb, I'm going to just, because I thought I liked the AARP article, Age Proof Your Brain, I thought I'd just snatch a few quotes from there. Alzheimer's, is, this is the February, uh, March edition in the AARP magazine, uh, which of course identifies that I actually received this thing. So many experts uh, believe that you can prevent or at least delay dementia, even if you have genetic predisp- predisposition. Reducing Alzheimer's disease risk factors like obesity, Diabetes, smoking, and lower physical activity by just 25% could prevent up to half, the, half a million cases of the disease in the United States, according to the University of California San Francisco, my medical school. The goal is to stave it off long enough so that you can live without ever suffering from the symptoms, says Gary, Gary Small, the director of the UCLA uh, Longevity Center. So there's a promise. Well, the first promise is they have these 10 promises. The first one is get moving is the headline. If you do it, only one thing, keep your brain young, exercise is it, says Arthur Kramer, PhD, the professor of psychology at neuroscience at the University of Illinois. Higher exercise levels can reduce dementia risk by 30 to 40 percent compared with low activity levels. And physically active people tend to maintain better cognition and memory than inactive people. So there's uh, organized thought number one. Number two is pump some iron, it says. 13% uh, percent better cognition on uh, uh, cognitive tests than a group of women who did balance and toning exercises. Resistance training may increase levels of growth factors in the brain. Three, seek out new skills. Learning is like Rogaine for the brain. For those of you who don't know what Rogaine is, it's a hair-growing material, which I haven't used. It spurs the growth of new brain cells and when you challenge the brain. Engaging the mind can help older brains maintain healthy functioning, so says Cynthia Green, Ph.D., the author of 30 Days to Total Brain Health. Four, say OM. Chronic stress floods your brain with cortisol, which leads to impaired memory. Cortisol is the stress hormone, for those who don't know. Um, Harvard researchers studied men and women with a technique called mindfulness stress reduction. It's a form of meditation, which involves focusing one's attention and sensations and feelings and state of mind. has been shown to reduce harmful stress hormones in about eight weeks. Researchers took MRI scans of participants' brains, and they were successful. Five, eat like a Greek, a heart-friendly Mediterranean diet, fresh vegetables, fish, fruit, nuts, beans, reduce Alzheimer's by 48% in studies conducted by Columbia University. We know that omega-3 fatty acids, fish is very important for maintaining heart health. We also suspect that those fats are equally important for maintaining brain health. A study from Vanderbilt University found that people who downed three or more servings of fruit or vegetable juice a week had a 76% lower risk for developing Alzheimer's disease than those who drank less than a serving weekly there's a promise S- 6 spice it up your brain enjoys spices as much as your taste buds do herbs and spices like black pepper cinnamon oregano parsley ginger vanilla are high in antioxidants which help the brain help brain power scientists are particularly intrigued by curcumin the active ingredient in turmeric a common uh, common in India curry, Indian curries. It bonds the amyloid plaques that accumulate in brains with people with disease. Uh, seven, uh, we're almost there. Um, participants who approach life with a clear intention goals at the start of the study were less likely to develop Alzheimer's disease over the following seven years, researchers found. Eight, here's our guest. Well, whoops, he went away. Whoops, try it again, sir. He must not have been paying attention, or he's calling early. Maybe he'll try again. Let's hope he does. Um, nine, where we are? Did we do eight? No, we did eight. Well, eight is you need friends. Having multiple social networks helps lower your de- lower dementia risk by fifteen-year studies, said the Swedish Carolina Institute. Nine. Chronic health conditions like diabetes, obesity, and hypertension are often associated with dementia. Diabetes, for example, roughly doubles the risk for Alzheimer's, and as do other forms of dementia. Uh, We've estimated that people with them with mild cognitive impairment with an intermediate state between up here's our guest now. Welcome to Health Matters. Could this be Michael Gelb? Yes, it is. Oh, splendid. Thank you so much. I'm, I am uh, I, I. saw your call go away a moment ago. I was hoping you hadn't thought we'd forgotten you. Well, welcome to Health Matters. Um, we've just been actually going over, um, I just uh, almost got through the article, and I don't know if you noticed in the AARP Journal of February and March, they had an article called Age Proof Your Brain, 10 Easy Ways to Stay Sharp Forever. And we were talking with the audience about how Gosh! Every time we turn around, uh, Michael, we're we're hearing about this this brain business, whether it's Susan uh, Begley and or Sharon Bickley—I forget her name—Sharon, uh, yeah, Sharon in, in Newsweek or other places, and all these, and all this talk about plasticity. So, we're, some of us, of course, we could begin to wonder: Is this a kind of some kind of new commercial effort to sort of work with the worried well, if, if you know what I mean? In other words, there's a whole actually cohort of people who are you know nearing retirement and so naturally there's a whole market there and so one would imagine that there's a whole, whatever there was to sell that could be ramped up to those people could be kind of brought into the picture but actually uh, as you point out and not, not coming from that direction but as you point on your book this is really the the really the wonderful development of this this awareness of the of the mind uh, the mind potential is isn't first of all it's an ancient process and people in the, you know, ancient history and philosophy and so on. We're aware of the desirability of this. And then your friend Tony, was it pronounced Buzan?
1: Tony Buzan,
0: Buzan. He he kind of plugged you in. And and so let's start from there, uh, Michael. Let's let's talk about your meeting Tony and, and kind of how his work in the uh, the improve your minds as you age. Uh, that uh, or not uh, his book? I forget. Mind uh, mind maps or something? I forget.
1: Well, Tony wrote the mind map book. Yes, he wrote, right. Use both sides of your brain. Right. He's the originator of mind mapping. He's the chairman of the Brain Foundation, and he's the coordinator of the World Memory Championship.
0: Wow, he's uh, <laughs> he's like he's like you. He's got a whole lot of uh, uh, titles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and you of course I, I, it was funny I was glad to notice that you also were also a study of FM Alexander a student of of, of Alexander that is a- correct. And so for those of us who know FM's work and of course it would make such perfect sense that a guy who had uh, some time ago had gone through the Alexander training would want to go inside the head you know <laughs> and not only work with the structure. So but anyway, going back to the stuff with Tony, let's talk about how you kind of how Tony, your work with Tony, and then kind of how that kind of got you started on this.
1: Sure. Well, back uh, in 1975, I began a three-year full-time training as an Alexander Technique teacher right. in London. Right. And right at that time, uh, uh, Tony Buzan's book, uh, use it was called Use Your Head, over in England. Uh-huh. Uh, was uh, top of the uh, charts in, right. uh, hmm. in Great Britain, and uh, his uh, TV show of the same name was the number one rated educational television show on uh, British TV.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and,
1: and Tony himself had been a student of the Alexander Technique.
0: I didn't know that.
1: And, yeah. and one of his teachers was the director of my training course. So the director of our training course invited Tony to come and give a talk at our school, Uh, about his work on developing the mind and the brain. And I listened to this talk, and I went up to the director of the school, and I said, uh, I just love what uh, Vivian was just talking about. Uh, It it is a perfect complement to the work that we're doing because you want to be able to develop your your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, all uh, together. And uh, Tony seemed to me to have uh, tremendous expertise in the mind development side of things. Uh, So the the head of the school said, well, it's funny you should uh, uh, say this, because Tony came to me and said, who is that American fellow who is asking all those questions? Oh, wonderful. Uh, And he mentioned to uh, uh, the director of the school that he was interested in in getting to know me and uh, possibly working together. So that began a collaboration that uh, continues to this day. Uh, Tony and I uh, started uh, leading five day senior management uh, seminars uh, in the late 70s uh, for organizations that uh, traveled all over the world mm-hmm. and uh, became obviously very good friends and collaborators uh, we uh, we wrote uh, a book together uh, many years ago uh, on uh, accelerated learning and uh, when it came time when uh, 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 came time to write this book and you know, my joke about this book except it's serious is that <laughs> In some ways, I've been teaching a lot of these principles for over thirty years. Right. But now that I'm approaching sixty, it's getting serious. Right. <laughs> right. Of course. Uh, but but uh, uh, having said that, it just when it came time to actually write the book, and I was thinking, you know, who would be the ideal person to write the forward? I thought of Tony, of course, because he's now seventy, and uh, he continues to push the. Uh, the uh, Limitations of of what the mind can do, and he he just was in China uh, coordinating the latest uh, World Memory Championships, and uh, uh, so I just thought uh, it'd be great to have Tony uh, kick off the book, which uh, he graciously uh, agreed to do.
0: And I guess for uh, taking the the tack that he that he does, I mean he. As he quotes here in the in the uh, introduction, he says he, he says you can imp- your intention is to improve your mind as your age, rather than merely hold on, rather you know grasp on to something that you could somehow maintain. He, you're, you folks are really, literally talking about um, the unfoldment of an improvement uh, di- dynamic, and and so say a little bit yes. just to start start in that zone and sort of talk about how you know you. I, you Surely, I have to tell you, you're, you know, so much of what we hear in America is is that this inevitable decline and the the deterioration, and of course, for those of us who are over sixty, um, what is called deterioration is certainly evident. Our muscles are not as strong, our eyes are not as sharp. Uh, in some cases, our taste buds are not as uh, acute. Um, so on and so forth. We're not climbing the hills as rapidly as we once did, and so on. So the, the the thematic of inevitable decline does seem like a sort of a fixed piece. But so then, for you folks to talk about improving the mind as you age, help us sort of kind of start toward that direction, and also comment, if you would, uh, uh, Michael, about kind of how you over the years have learned to efficiently and effectively kind of push back at that kind of perception that, that really that, the, that the, the, the decline is inevitable?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, let's, uh, let's be clear that some things do get worse as you get older. Okay. Uh, I just came from an appointment with my orthopedic surgeon because I had total knee replacement surgery okay. a few months ago. Oh, boy. And uh, a little over two years ago, I had a total hip replacement. Oh. So it's clear that knees and hips, for example, do wear out as we use them. The uh, the good news, of course, is we can get replacement parts and start all over again. I just saw the x-ray of my new knee, oh, and it looks amazing. Well, it's better. <laughs> yeah, so that's, you know, that's the good news. Yeah. And the really, really good news is that although... Some parts, like the hip and the knee, are designed to wear out with use. The brain is not one of those parts. It's actually designed to improve with use. Now, this is not just uh, uh, some positive thinking New Age notion. This is, this is the understanding of contemporary neuroscience. We grew up with what I call the neurostatic or even the neuro-necrotic paradigm. In other words, we grew up with the idea that your brain was pretty much fixed by age five, and that after age 30, you would begin a slow and inevitable process of decline, and there was nothing you can do about it. And we now know that that's just not the case. Uh, The new paradigm of neuroplasticity uh, informs us that the brain is constantly changing, adapting, and developing. Now, if we don't use it, if we let it stagnate, uh, if, uh, as Leonardo da Vinci wrote 500 years ago, uh, uh, water that does not flow becomes stagnant, uh, uh, thus it is with the human mind, uh, well, obviously then it won't improve. But if we continue to use it, if we continue to challenge it, and, and what we tried to do in Brain Power was come up with the Uh, the simple research-validated practices that the average person can do to improve their mind as they get older.
0: And, and Michael, we need to leave it there. We have to take a a public service announcement break here at uh, Health Matters, so please stay with us, and you just hang with us, if you will, uh, Michael, and we'll be back with you, everybody, in just a moment. So stay, stay tuned. It's supposed to work. A sniper. My first contact with paralyzed veterans was in Walter Reed.
1: Paralyzed veterans National Service Officer Michael Killen.
0: We try to reassure them what benefits are out there, try to educate them, and take some of that stress away from them. Right now I'm going back to school to earn a degree, and I'm just spending time with my wife and child.
1: You can help our paralyzed veterans. Visit pva.org.
0: Are you anxious to get out and garden? Well, you're not alone, but it helps to have a little guidance. Thursday, March 1st, the Valley of the Moon Garden Club hosts a garden talk with Lena Hahn Schumann. She will inform about growing organic gardens even on a budget. Thursday, March 1st at 7 p.m. at the Vintage House, 264 1st Street East in Sonoma. Or you can call 935-5939 for more information. Listen to Sun FM 91.3, KSBY Sonoma. And welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke today joined by Michael Gelb, the author of Brain Power Improve Your Mind as You Age. And because this is such an important topic, and we have probably. some folks out there in our audience, either locally or over the internet, that uh, might want to have a word with Michael, please feel free to give us a call. Our call in number, 707 933 9133. We'll take calls anytime. Uh, hopefully, they'll be appropriate to the conversation. And uh, so, uh, back to back to you, Michael. Um, we were just talking um, about how you had kind of, how you had. You know, you not only you personally, but how you the the, the current state of science had re, basically essentially revisioned the the situation of, of nerves. Like when I was in medical school at, at UC in San Francisco, I mean the ideas with, when you had a a nerve damage or an, often a, a nerve. Uh, cutting being cut uh, that was the game was over the show was done i mean it was and, and and there was they we had electron microscopes you could actually watch the slowness of the nerve as the nerve attempted to regrow and and and, and use anastomosis to move or as, like blood vessels do to, to sort of move around and kind of create new spaces and they do do that but it's a very very slow process but the but now, is, so help us understand from a sort of brain science point of view, not, not just the sort of so, social part of it, but the, the chemistry, if you can, or the, the, the neurological physiology, the, the fact of the, how the, the network of the brain has all sorts of ways of dealing with the facts of change. So describe that process if you little, if you would.
1: I think you are probably be better off talking to my friend, uh, Marco Iacoboni, who is the head of the Amundsen Lovelace Brain Mapping Center at UCLA. Okay, sure. Uh, he's, he's an MD, PhD, one of the people I interviewed extensively for the book.
0: Okay, so that's not and, your topic. And, okay. And, and here's, what, here's what
1: Marco has to say. Right. Uh, uh, this is, this is uh, from page seven of Brain Power. Oh, good. The brain has an almost boundless capacity for reshaping itself over the years, for adapting, for expanding its power while accumulating knowledge and recording experiences. Modern neuroscience tells us that the aging brain is no longer the declining brain, but rather a learning organ whose limits are still unexplored. Perfect. Uh, Dr. Richard Restak, author of uh, many superb books on the brain, says it most succinctly. He says, your brain is designed to improve with." use. And uh, Dr, uh, Dr. Norman Doidge, who wrote the wonderful book, The Brain That Changes Itself, uh, I, I recommend folks, if you really want to understand uh, uh, how this happens uh, clinically, because I think that's what people are really concerned. Uh, people are now are familiar with the idea of neuroplasticity. Right. Uh, I would recommend Marco to talk about the specific physiology of how it takes place. But uh, more interesting, I think, uh, for listeners is, is the work of uh, uh, the uh, Deutsch on uh, the brain that uh, changes itself, because he he traveled the world looking at practical examples of clinical neuroplasticity. In other words, seemingly impossible recoveries things that under the old paradigm, the neurostatic paradigm, or the neuronecrotic paradigm, we just wouldn't have believed would ever have been able to, to be possible, things that used to be consigned to uh, lures, to, you know, miracles, uh, now we're beginning to understand are actually the brain being able to recruit uh, aspects that, that, were no, were, that were not in service, that were effectively dormant, under, under the, the duress of a, a trauma. And, and clinicians have learned how to harness uh, this vast uh, potential that uh, that Jacoboni uh, uh, refers to in the quote I just read you right. in very practical ways. Now, what our book is about isn't uh, uh, cut, you know, recovering from a stroke or, or, or getting your vision or your hearing back, which Deutsch talks about uh, in his book. Our book is what can the average person do. To not just play defense and prevent Alzheimer's and dementia, of which there are many things you can do and we all should be doing, but how do we take a more uh, positive approach, a more offensive, proactive approach to actually improving what we can improve every year of our lives?
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and now, just to not to jump ahead for in a big leap all at once and to stay there but you the, part of this book is also the the uh, this the brain sync work maybe just just a word about that before and then we could come back actually but just a word about how this how this kind of uh, program that's available uh, through it from a download that that this is mentioned in this book how how is that uh, fitting into the, the way or what why is that part of the book that's what I'm trying sure, to say. Sure. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well you know maybe maybe the greatest the greatest cause of the symptoms associated with unhealthy aging uh, is stress right and there's you know considerable research uh, that uh, sleep deprivation uh, causes many of the symptoms associated with uh, unhealthy aging uh, and uh,
0: and just the, anxiety and the catabolic hormones that arise from all that,
1: and and, and when and when you're bathing in the in, in that, you know, month after month, year after year, uh, it's not going to optimize your brain power as the years go by, right? Uh, so, when it comes to dealing with with uh, with stress and, and sleeping and resting well, I think you know, in our crazy world, people need all the help that they can get. So it's just fascinating. Now, you know, we have uh, we have. Uh, Dr. Mark Rosekind, for example, uh, demonstrating with NASA pilots that uh, when they take a 20-minute nap, uh, their performance is 36% improved. Uh, Dr. Sarah Mednick wrote, uh, 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 take a nap, change your life. Uh, she's a student of Robert Stickles at Harvard uh, who helped us understand how when we uh, sleep on something, we literally consolidate our, our memory and knowledge. Uh, so and this has all been understood anecdotally. You know, we, we know that Leonardo and Thomas Edison, for example, both took naps and, and talked about getting their best ideas when they were in the most relaxed state. Uh, so whether it's a, a proactive point of view to, to develop your creativity or a more uh, defensive point of view to make sure that you're not suffering from the uh, long-term symptoms of, of too much stress, uh, we, we have a chapter uh, in the book that focuses on guidance for how to optimize uh, napping, how to sleep uh, more soundly. Uh, we know that uh, 20 minutes of meditation gives us the uh, physiological benefit of three hours of sleep. Uh, so we also guide our readers to some uh, simple uh, meditation practices, but, uh, wanting to offer as much as we possibly can, we also, we also uh, when people buy the book, they get a code uh, to go to uh, a website and download this uh, uh, free with the purchase of the book program that uh, developed by my co-author Kelly Hall, uh, which uh, uh, Kelly's one of the pioneers in brainwave training. And very simply, you want to learn how to meditate. This is like training wheels for your brain. You download this program, you put on the headphones, you listen for 15-20 minutes, your brain gently lulls into theta state, such that it's uh, your brain waves are indistinguishable from the brain waves of an advanced meditator and voila, you feel the calm and peace of a deep meditation. Uh, you have trouble sleeping, uh, so you apply all the things that we wrote in, in the book and you still have trouble sleeping as I sometimes do because I travel all over the world and I get jet lag. I put on the headphones, I listen to the delta wave program. Ah, and after, you know, a little while, I'm ease off into dreamland. So, uh, that's the brain sync piece of the book it's, and, so, and designed so, to complement it and give the reader a practical experience of uh, profound relaxation.
0: And now I want to sort of point out to our listeners is that we're not talking about a belief system here. We're we're, we're this is this is a practice system that so it's a, something you can learn to do rather than something you have to believe. And, oh yeah, yeah. And and well, some some people might think that 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 the. That it would be sort of a schmooze, some kind of uh, intellectual schmooze that's going to sort of talk you into this, but but this uh, this brain sync is is a series of you want to describe it's a series of sounds, is it?
1: Uh, well, it's called uh, uh, they're called binaural beats. Right. Uh, and the way it works is if we play uh, a tone of 109 hertz in in one ear and 100 hertz uh, in the other ear, your brain actually creates a sound. It's not a sound that's coming in from the outside. It's something that your brain hears, as it were, uh, of 4.5 hertz, which, for example, is a, a theta wave rhythm. So just like uh, when you're listening to jazz music, you start tapping your feet and uh, snapping your fingers, uh, this is called entrainment. You just sort of follow the beat. Well, your brain does the same thing with these binaural beats. So when we play these binaural uh uh, beats. Uh, that's why you have to use the stereo headphones. You have to use right and left, so your brain creates the the, the binaural beat tone, and eventually it trains to it. Uh, now, we, we uh, Kelly has uh, worked out ways of layering uh, pleasant sounds, like flowing water, for example, uh, over the binaural beats so you're not consciously aware of the binaural beat, but your your brain uh, starts uh, uh, tapping its foot to the to the right. theta rhythm. Right and you're you're in a meditative state in an effortless way
0: well that gives our that gives our audience a, ch- a chance to sort of get a, a flavor for that and all for the all for the price of the book you you've got you've got a i presume a, a at least a, I i don 't know how long they'll they 'll leave that program online but certainly long enough for people to learn it uh but coming back to now your are part of the book the uh the part and we you have a lot of interesting quotes like this one from Helen Keller. No pessimist ever discovered the secret of, of secret of the stars, or sailed to uncharted land, or opened a new doorway for the human spirit. Your your book is laced with a lot of these statements. Pessimism leads to weakness; optimism to power. You you your book is an extraordinarily supportive book, of course, to uh, to take up this thought that uh, that we really have an opportunity here. That we, that's a really pretty much an un. An unrealized opportunity for the vast. I would. I would certainly think in such a focused way as you have. But certainly for the. I would imagine for the vast majority of our of our citizenry, and and uh, so the opportunity to to you know make this kind of a progress is is um, well, it's it's conceivably life changing. Uh,
1: well, very much so, and I, I very much appreciate your uh, uh, your reflecting back the essence of of what's distinctive about this this book because. When you get, I don't think Restack is kidding. He's a very serious researcher. He's been writing about the brain for, for 30 years. Uh, your brain is designed to improve with use. I don't think Marco Iacoboni uh, is just making this up because he's a positive thinker. I think he's a, a very tough-minded scientist. We know that the brain is actually designed to improve with use. And the new question is, what are the best ways to use it? And... The really good news on the good news is that if you, if you really study the research, and, and, and people go to the, you know, the back of the book, uh, there's chapter and verse for everything that we say. Uh, uh, in, uh, actually, you read the actual scientific journal articles and interviewed many of the authors of those articles. Uh, so you can check this out for yourself. But as you do, and I, and I recommend doing it because uh, as you understand uh, what we've learned about the brain, uh, it's easier to have a positive attitude because the facts are friendly to that more positive attitude. Uh, so just by learning what we now know about the, the brain and its potential, uh, it's easier to apply the first uh, principle, which is to embrace this more optimistic attitude. Uh, on the other hand, it's really important to, uh, to understand this because the overwhelming images we get of aging in our society are still profoundly negative
0: well we of course we have the as you as you point out in the 50s the marketers developed the strategy of planned obsolescence and of course <laughs> the, that 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 certainly must be applying to us as beings as well as us as our, with our plymouth cars or whatever it is
1: sadly true and as as, as uh, as the eminent scholar Dave Barry points out in his classic work, Dave Barry Turns 50, the image of advertising in, in, in America makes the process of aging about as attractive as death by maggot.
0: <laughs> 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 what, a, what a painful idea that is, right? Right? Yeah. And
1: so, so uh, and uh, there's this fascinating research here, too, when uh, people are shown subliminally, this is Dr. Becca Levy. Uh, she showed older people subliminal images or, or words uh, associated with a, a negative uh, attitude towards aging and then other subliminal images uh, and words associated with a positive attitude towards aging. In other words, they're subliminal, so they don't know they're seeing it. Nevertheless, when people are exposed to negative subliminal words and images, their scores on memory tests go down. When they're exposed to positive images, and And keywords, their scores go up. Levy is also the researcher who found in a, in a uh, subject group of six hundred fifty people, that those with a positive attitude towards aging outlive those with a negative attitude. On average by more than seven and a half years
0: tremendous that's a tremendous number i mean that's that conceivably would, could be ten percent of or close to ten percent of someone 's life you know so and, and you, you also see it, it also kind of for me as I was sort of reflecting on this this whole topic uh, it, it's it, there's the challenge of aging well and it's it, because the 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 issue of just the brain and keeping the brain happy and all the sort of good stuff around that that sounds for me that sounded a little um it's academic almost in a way but but aging well now there's a there in a in a broad palette kind of way is something that anyone who's reached the age of 45 even conceivably would begin to ask themselves the question: What does aging well really mean? What does it lo- really look like? What are my opportunities in that way, and so on and so forth? So it, 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 rather than just being sort of only left at sort of the brain science part of it, or the or the just the, the even the brain software, if you will, but but the whole sort of spirit and physical and and emotional world of aging well, which is what really you're talking about. So while you're focusing in this at listen, at least as I read it, while you're focusing this book and, and you using the word brain a lot this is an aging well book as as, as every bit as much as a brain book wouldn't you say
1: Uh, Thank you very much. Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) Well, I just wanted wanted to be, I just kind of, because I just, you know, there's going to be people who are going to be, oh, the brain, yeah, okay, I hear all that. Thank you very much. But as you say, and and you say, aging well is the supreme expression of wisdom. If you want to age well, nurture your wisdom by studying the lives of great men and women from all walks of life who continue to be productive and fulfilling in their later years. Make a conscious effort to focus on positive images of aging. Seek out older people that's it. seek out older people who are vital and who can serve as insp- inspiring role models. So you're you're really giving us an instruction here to and inviting us into a path of aging that is something that we maybe had not anywhere near as holistically as you're presenting it here. You're you're, you're inviting us into that space,
1: very much so, and th- that's why that's why I also counsel that people dispense with the faulty notion of anti-aging
0: I thank you thank you I'm, that's a good I'm, it's very good to bring that in exactly now because of course there is as i re, i get these things as a physician i get these things all the time anti-aging pu- publications anti-aging conferences with all these people who right. are <laughs> going to throw all this stuff at us and sell us all this giz- all these gizmos or whatever it is that's going to be anti-aging and it's as as uh, my friend Andy Wiles said, it's baloney. He said <laughs> you you don't want to go there. You know, it's,
1: and it's worse than baloney too, because it it it's a way of practicing negative thinking and deepening your sense of, of right. fear and an attitude that is not the most adaptive. You want to think instead about, as you phrased it, aging well, aging gracefully, aging intelligently. Uh, and 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 you, I thank you for for sharing with everyone my favorite quote from myself <laughs> <laughs> great. in the book, which is, aging well is a supreme expression of wisdom.
0: Great. Well, uh-huh. with, with that great expression, we take another uh, public service announcement. So, Michael, I hope you'll hold with us for a few more minutes sure. if you can. Thanks so much.
1: Big Ideas and Rich Conversations for Women offers its 2012 Community Series Wednesday evening, March 21st at Sonoma Valley Inn Krug Event Center. Mary O'Connor, Sonoma State Faculty Founder Institute of Social Entrepreneurs, shares a new business structure with a better world on their bottom line. Teens Selena Caruso and Kelsey Severson present senior projects. So register by March 16th, Carol Pecorini, Sonoma, Big Ideas.blogspot.com. I am Diana Dawn with Some Like It Hot on Sun FM Radio, celebrating three years of being a radio host right here in the heart of beautiful Sonoma Valley. And I invite all of you to tune in Tuesday nights to join me for an hour of fun music and a trip down memory lane from 7 to 8 p.m. as I pay tribute to old Hollywood and celebrate the new.
0: Cheers. Listening to Sun FM ninety one point three KSVY Sonoma, and welcome back to Health Matters, Doctor Hoke Today, joined by Michael Gelb, the author of a book, "Brain Power: Improve Your Mind as You Age." And Michael, why don't you give us your website, if you would? Are you still there, Michael? Did we lose you? Uh, I guess we lost Michael. Welcome back, Michael. He went away. Well, we. Oh, I did the wrong. I'm sorry. I had the wrong. I had the wrong. Are you there, Michael? Hello. There he is, Michael. Hello, hello, Michael. We. It was. It it, it we had a we had a weak engineer here. (laughs) I'm sorry. We had the. Anyway, sorry. Welcome back.
1: Thanks. I think you were asking me for my website. I was. Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. It's it's Michael Gelb dot com that's g e l b yes michaelgelb dot com and folks can find uh, uh, I think we have about uh, fifteen free articles and there's eighteen different videos, many of which are uh, uh, somewhat instructional so uh, oh, good. Oh, good. hope people enjoy the site
0: oh good wonderful well um, kind of moving on now into the book a little bit more deeply um, let's let's talk about you I mean you of course you have to kind of do the sort of seven Seven essential memory tips. I mean, uh, just for fun. So, if you wanted to sort of encapsulate that in a in a sort of a short form, uh, give us give our audience a little taste of, of that idea a little bit.
1: Well, I have to say, uh, again, attitude is critically important when it comes to memory, because people psych themselves out. They forget something, and they they start a negative uh, self. Uh, 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 tape going on about, oh, I, I'm losing it, I'm having a senior moment, my memory's not what it used to be. Right. But, you know, if you talk to any elementary school teacher and ask that teacher how much stuff kids forget uh, in school every day, you'll find out they forget a ton of things. <laughs> but when the teacher confronts little Johnny and says, hey, you left your iPod and your homework and whatever, Johnny doesn't say, oh, my God, I'm 10 years old and my memory's going... You know, Johnny doesn't say I'm having a junior moment, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so, so understanding that your brain's designed to improve with use, and that includes uh, memory, uh, it is the first step. Then we have to uh, uh, we have to point out that much of what passes for memory loss and senility and so on has nothing to do with chronology per se, and everything to do with conditioning. If, if you're not getting enough blood flow to your brain, if you're not therefore getting enough oxygen, and we know that the the brain's about 2% of the body's weight and it uses 20% or more of, of your oxygen... Uh,
0: so simple, well, simple, simple hypoxia, hypoxia lack, of, lack of O2 can... can it's, yeah. it's, it's a huge, huge issue, uh,
1: and you combine that with a negative attitude, right. so... Uh, You have to stay fit. There's a whole chapter uh, uh, in the book about uh, a holistic approach to fundamental uh, cardiovascular fitness for starters. Right. Because you just got to keep the blood flowing. Uh, And, uh, you know, Dr. Walter Bortz, I interviewed him. He's 80 years old. Uh, I I had written in the original edition of the book that he'd run 39 marathons, and he corrected me to tell me he'd just finished his 40th. Oh, good. Uh, He's a a fantastic uh, role model. He's also the uh, author of uh, Living Longer for Dummies. And uh, uh, here's here's a quote from Boards from the book. Okay. Almost everything we've uh, ever been taught about growing older has been wrong. Frailty, heart disease, loss of an active sex life, and memory loss are just a few problems typically associated with aging. All of these symptoms have less to do with chronology than with conditioning. And, and, and his, in his own example, he says exercise provides a 30-year age offset. Uh, now, what's fascinating is you talk to, uh, to Bortz, and he'll tell you that the single most important thing for improving your mind as you get older is exercise. Uh, you talk to Dr. Ellen Langer, uh, she'll tell you that it's, it's attitude. Uh, if you talk to Professor Joe Verghese, who did the classic uh, study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, where people, you know, said, "Well, is it good to do crossword puzzles and so on?" He, he'll tell you that learning something new is the best thing you can do uh, uh, to improve your mind as you age. Well,
0: well if I can jump in, it, it, if we also remember that our culture is wedded to a mercantile mindset, and so if we can't sell it. If we can't bottle it and sell it, if we can't put put it in between, you know, if we can't do some way mer- merchandise it, then then we're we're really not doing the American way, you know, and and and, <laughs> and, and these this this growth process that you're inviting us into is is a, essentially a non mercantile activity. And well, as, I,
1: yeah, I humbly agree. And I, see, here's the thing: is okay. Uh, what does this book cost uh fourteen ninety five or something yeah, yeah and you can get it you know discounted if you buy it online or something yeah so that's it that's the only thing i'm selling here right uh, as, as far as products are concerned uh, the download uh, of the brand Sick program is free when you buy the book Exactly. and then every just about everything that you can do in the book right. uh, doesn't cost you anything except you you, you got to get i do recommend some supplements yeah but, but i don't you know i'm not're not, i'm not attached to any company i right. don't recommend a particular brand. Get high quality supplements. Well,
0: that was my point. Is, exactly. It's because the thing is, is that that we, I just I guess for me as a practicing uh, pra- as a practitioner, I, I have to remind our my, a lot of my customers who come to me and they want me to do something to fix them in some way. They want that they are creating a, a merchandising event that they there's a you know a buying and a selling going on here, which is a really different kind of thing than we're talking about here, and so i 'm not making that a, a, a good thing or a bad thing, but given that our so much of our intellectual focus and our our commercial focus and our our our, our sense of health and wellness has you know built around this economic model thing where something is being bought and sold, what we 're talking about here is sufficiently not that, so that for uh, at least in many of my customers i can 't speak to about your listeners or your you know the, the students you've worked with over the years there's a huge mindset differential there or at least awkward moment where suddenly it's a, people realize this is something we need to do this is something that hasn't it has no economic consequence and is therefore sort of out of the stream of all that commerce and we're not going to get rich from it you know except in our health and well, wellness so it's it's kind of a different kind of added activity than a lot of people spend the vast majority of their life doing and well, so yeah, I,
1: you know it's fascinating because i I've been leading seminars for for thirty two years right all over the world right. Now the good news for me is my, my, most of my clients are big corporations, and I'm teaching them creativity and innovation. Right. Uh, so that's just straight up what I do. But I've done I've done public programs over the years, right. and and when I first started out, there was tremendous interest in personal growth and and personal development. I used to do these three day seminars all over the country. This is way back in the early '80s. We'd have 100 120 people for a weekend. Uh, tremendous enthusiasm. And then you, something happened whereby the only seminars people really wanted to go on were uh, how to make a million dollars. Uh, uh, and the only people making a million dollars were the people holding those seminars. <laughs> right. Right, right. <laughs> but I think I do think we're, you know people are now uh, a little exhausted with that uh, and looking again for gosh How do I actually really improve the quality of my life? And even with, you know, here's the other thing. There's so much good information available today. Click a button. You can learn a lot. However, there's also more garbage and spam than ever before. So what I tried to do here was just cut through all the spam and all the garbage find the research-validated, really practical, uh, basically free things that the average person can do to improve their mind as they get older.
0: So now for our listeners who maybe have never done in such a focused and organized way the kind of sort of steps that you're talking about in this book, if to, to tell the beginners, if you will, how where mean, you, you kind of laid it out in the book. You say, you know, start with the physical stuff. You know, start getting your body moving, get your get your air moving, and so on and so forth. But attitudinally, if they've never sort of had any kind of self help kind of investment, um, is there something? Is there some magic button that you that you found that you can push that can help people kind of kind of get the Abhisheka moment where they kind of wake up and they say, oh, I have a ch- I have a choice here. I have a, there's a, there's some options here that I wasn't aware of. I mean. Uh, I guess I'm just uh, reaching here because I don't. Yeah, no,
1: no, no. It's, it's a great question, and 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 the answer is that's why I tried to write this in an entertaining and engaging way. <laughs>
0: right, 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 right. And you did. Yeah.
1: You... Uh, you know, so so the, so the reader is drawn along and said, right. hey, you know, this is this is not uh, uh, it's not like a uh, just a medical prescription. There, there. This is fun. Uh, this can be enjoyable. Uh, uh, there's there's not a uh, you know there's not that. Um, just rah-rah, cheerleading, just believe it uh, and everything will be okay, uh, uh, kind of simplistic approach. But it's also not a, a, a technical document that you'll have to uh, you know, go to the uh, dictionary many times to figure out what we're, what we're saying.
0: It's very right. user friendly, exactly. And, 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 and it's just filled with stuff like learn a new language and get a new soul. I love that one. I mean, that's,
1: that's cool, isn't it? And, and what's really great, again, you get really inspired when you start to read the academic research that's been done that shows that adults are actually better able to learn a new
0: language than children. Wow, that is a piece of information. Incredible.
1: But then what you need to know is okay, so what are the best ways uh, to learn as an adult? And again, we, we, we don't just tell you the academic research, but then we guide you to a practical approach to actually integrating that research in your life. And as you do these, these, these you know, little things, uh, whatever it is you wanted to start learning or doing, uh, and it's very encouraging to know that all you really need to do is 15 minutes a day of, of, of learning something new. Uh, You know, the Verghese study uh, showed that chess, bridge, other mind sports, learning a new language, learning a musical instrument were some of the best things that you could do to strengthen your brain. But in talking uh, uh, to uh, Dr. Dan Amen, for example, uh, and and some other uh, uh, practitioners, I tried to get... What if you don't want to play chess? What if you don't want to learn a new language? What's what's is there something underlying these specific activities that's more fundamental? And the consensus of the people I interviewed seemed to be, you know, just learn something really new every day. 15 minutes is all it takes. That's not really too much to ask to keep your brain uh, young for the rest of your life.
0: 15 minutes a day. Wow. That's not that's not asking much. And and uh... Also, you you've got this healthy relationship, staying sexy routine as well. So, uh, again, for many of our listeners who may feel that the um, the opportunities for staying juicy and and sexy is as aging is as uh, again with this sort of necrotic uh, pr- perspective. So, talk a little bit about your experience with people who are talking to people about that topic.
1: Well, again, this is a devastating area because people just uh, uh, the, the movies television, advertising, uh, you rarely see a positive image of an older person associated in any way with eroticism or sexuality. Uh, instead, they're, they're subjects of, of ridicule or pharmaceutical uh, advertisements. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and just like, just your, your <laughs> sorry, I'm really passionate about this one because uh, this is something that can, be, <laughs> that can be enriched and improved uh, uh, and deepened throughout the course of your life. There, there's many ways when you add uh, wisdom, and you know, there's a great study I read showed that uh, surprise, 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 uh, older people do tend to be wiser. <laughs> oh my
0: God! How about that?
1: What a what a what a breakthrough! But here's the key is the key thing again, just like with memory, the key thing. Sexuality is, is, uh, will improve as you apply your wisdom to human relations and your, your uh, greater understanding of, of, of intimacy and openness and the, uh, letting go of, of egotism and uh, uh, kind of pent-up uh, need for uh, achievement and, and performance demonstration and being more in touch with the moment, more mindful, more receptive, more truly loving Uh, but here's the here's the deal it's not it's not again it's not chronology it's conditioning there is a correlation between your cardiovascular fitness uh, and your general overall health and wellness and the extent to which you will enjoy the physical aspect of sexuality so if like dr bortz you're running marathons uh, uh, you don't have to run a marathon uh, just a couple miles even a nice walk for half an hour every day and you're investing in in, in not just improving your memory but also uh, uh, keeping your erotic life uh, joyful
0: uh, not not life. a not a bad idea a book full of great ideas michael gelb michaelgelb.com is it is it again Yes,
1: uh, G-E-L-B, MichaelGelb.com.
0: power improve your mind as you age. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today on Health Matters. Great speaking with you. Thank you. Real pleasure. Bye-bye now. So there we go. Uh, A lovely program. Sorry we we didn't get any calls because this is a very interesting man with a lot of interesting ideas. But I do encourage you to have a look at uh, this book. And now that he's gone, I can actually share with you this download for this uh, brain business. It's called BrainPowerDownload.com. So for those of you who want to look at a BrainSync program brainpowerdownload.com and the coupon code is meditateme M E D I T A T E M E that's the that's the coupon code and you too can listen to the BrainSync program that comes from this this wonderful book and uh, it really is a wonderful synopsis of this very interesting topic so I'm glad you joined us today and um, we're going to need to get out of here. And so, if you cannot pacify your spirit <clears throat> and let your mind be complicated with desires and worries, your disease will not be cured. To be healthy, you must avoid anger and worry, keep your mind happy, your heart at ease, and your desires at low levels. That's the basic guidance of the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine. That's the basic book of Chinese medicine. And our Health Matters motto is healthcare isn't a noun, it's a verb. So tune us in again next week. Always happy to have you with us here at Health Matters. We're building a lot of new stuff, so we do want to be sure that you take part. We Join join in with us. So our email address is ksvyhealth at gmail, not, not what it says on our uh, outro. It says at AOL. It's at gmail, ksvyhealth at gmail.com. Thanks so much for joining us again this day. Until next week, I bid you well.